Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. He was upset. I think he was angry. He parks around the corner because he doesn't want to be seen. He walks in, he waits, and he's watching. He waits over an hour. He waits for the lights to go off, and I don't think she had a fighting chance. The nature of this crime was a very personal crime. Did he pop her in the mouth first, and then the head blow? There was no other motivation for this murder, but to kill Dana Claire Edwards. It just was hard not to like her. Everybody liked her. Well, Dana was my little sister. She was so full of energy from such a young age through her entire life. She had beautiful green eyes. And when she smiled, her eyes smiled. She loved people. She was happy. And then it was cut off. It was stopped. She was laying face down on the floor. I just wanted to see her green eyes. The pieces didn't fit for me. A strangulation just seemed so deep and so personal. It had to have been someone who knew her very well. The first people you go to in a murder are friends and acquaintances and lovers. A wonderful girl, full of energy, full of life. Thomas Ford was Dana Claire's boyfriend for a number of years. Thomas Ford became a suspect very early on. Sorry I had to ask you these hard questions. When she was dating Thomas, after they'd gotten serious, she really had thought that they would get married and have a family. Dana Claire Edwards and Thomas Ford broke up in the fall of 2008. Common sense says Thomas Ford was the most logical suspect. 
because he had just broken up with Dana Claire. But common sense isn't evidence. Evidence was lost. The fingernail clippings of the right hand. Lost underwear. Lost underwear. If they're that sloppy about what they lose, how sloppy are they about what they bring to the jury? From the beginning of working on this case, I did not doubt that John Thomas Ford was guilty. Thomas Ford did not kill Dana Claire Edwards and does not know who did. There's nothing more frustrating as a prosecutor than to think that he might get away with this. I'm Richard Schlesinger. Tonight on 48 Hours, everything to lose. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. It's a place where I come to decompress. I can relax out here, be away from everything, spend the night in the country, get up in the country. It takes a lot to get defense attorney Dick DeGarren away from his cattle and into a courtroom. He's one of the most famous defense lawyers in Texas. He can pick and choose his cases, and he's chosen the case of Thomas Ford. Look very carefully at the evidence. You will find that Thomas Ford is not guilty. Thomas Ford is 43 years old, from one of the best families in one of the best neighborhoods of San Antonio. He's charged with killing his former girlfriend, Dana Claire Edwards. I'm worried that an innocent man could be convicted. DeGarren will do battle with three of San Antonio's top prosecutors, led by Catherine Babbitt. And you guys are going against Dick DeGarren? Her co-counsel, Kirsta Melton. I am rock solid in the truth. And Kathy Cunningham knew well what they were up against. The Fords had everything they could want. We object to it, and she the best attorney, a lot of money. So we were behind the eight ball, and even if we lost it, we were gonna fight as hard as we could for Dana and for the Edwards. January 2nd, 2009, Dana Claire's body was found face down in her condo. You try to think, well, what could have happened? You can never imagine that someone would murder your child. We thought Dinah was in the safest place in the world. 
Deborah and Daryl Edwards raised Dana Claire in the Tony San Antonio neighborhood called Alamo Heights. Dana didn't look down on anyone, whether it was the poorest person or the richest person. We were in cheerleading together. We really bonded over that. Dana Claire's close friend, Cornelia Sawatsky. And I just, I miss her, miss her a lot. She was a positive energy and a positive spirit. I mean, she was just always full of life and love and... Dana's older brother, DJ. The ultimate, you know, American girl. She loved horses and she loved dogs. Dogs, cats, ducks, anything that walked. She, she was <laughs> constantly bringing them home. But it was grit, a Jack Russell Terrier mostly, who was her favorite. She rescued him, and he became her constant companion. Grit was always kind of her main little baby, and he's a special little critter. Dana went to medical school but had to drop out after seriously injuring her back in a car accident. She worked in the family construction business near her childhood home in Alamo Heights. When Dana Claire was murdered, of course Thomas Ford, her ex-boyfriend, was a logical suspect. But most people say he's not an obvious suspect. What, what kind of guy is he? He's a really decent, nice guy. He had a great upbringing. Popular in high school. Had a lot of friends. Dana Claire and Thomas began dating in 2006. It seemed like a healthy, you know, kind of solid relationship. We did like Thomas very much. Daryl and Deborah Edwards treated Thomas like family. Fun person to be with. Uh, he was at our ranch a lot of times. Like Dana Claire, Thomas Ford worked for his family's company, also in construction. From the beginning, I didn't see it as a match as a good match. But DJ and his girlfriend, Tammy Trasher, thought that even though Dana and Thomas had some things in common, they were still an odd couple. They seemed too different. She wanted to settle down. He was more of in the single mindset. In October of 2008, after a two and a half year relationship, Dana Claire broke up with Thomas. But the two moved in the same social circles and remained friends. Then, just before Christmas, Thomas asked Dana Claire over to his house. Her mother says he told Dana he was having a hard time with the breakup. She told me it, that it had been a really hard meeting, but he was going on and on and crying, and she was worried. And she said, finally, I just had to leave, Mother. If Dana Claire was worried about Thomas, she was looking forward to her own future. She got ready for New Year's Eve in Alamo Heights and said goodbye to her parents, who were going to the family ranch. I went in and told her, I said, we're going we're gonna to go to the ranch a day early. And she said, let me walk you to your car, Mom. Gave me a big hug and a kiss, stood at the car door and said, y'all have fun. I'll call you. Dana Claire rang in 2009 at this party. Thomas was also there. 
She went home shortly after midnight. Happy New Year. The next day, New Year's Day, her parents expected to hear from Dana. The Edwards called their daughter dozens of times, but of course, she never answered. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hadn't gotten a call from Dana on New Year's Day. We looked at each other and just said we got to go. Daryl and Deborah Edwards drove to their daughter's apartment as fast as they could. I opened the door and I yelled for Dinah and there was no sound back and no dogs. The apartment was pitch black as they went inside. And how long were you in the house before you found her? Less than five minutes. She was lying on the bathroom floor in a big pool of blood, and I felt her leg, and it was cold. Dana Claire's face was covered with a towel. It was very hard. And I kneeled on the floor next to her and uh, pushed the towel off of her head and uh, looked at her beautiful green eyes. I have no idea how long I was there. It was till the police made me get up and leave. At 2.30 a.m. on January 2nd, 2009, the police arrived and began videotaping the scene. Evidence item one, blood. Despite blood droplets, rolled up carpet, and a room in disarray, Police Chief William McManus says at first, police thought Dana Claire had fallen and hit her head on the sink. The case was considered an accidental death. I believe that they felt it was, there was something suspicious about it, but they believed that it was not a homicide. But there were a lot of questions. What happened to Dana Claire? Where was grit? Dana Claire was almost never without her dog, and he was nowhere to be found. Hours later, on January 2nd, police called with the results of Dana Claire's autopsy. 
They said homicide and ligature strangulation. She'd been strangled? Yes. The autopsy also revealed Dana Claire was hit in the head repeatedly. But whatever happened here, it did not look like a robbery. There was no sign of forced entry, and nothing was taken. When I heard, I just knew it had been deeply personal, just because the way the, the killing was perpetrated. The news that Dana Claire had been murdered came as friends had gathered to comfort the Edwards family. And one of the people who came to the Edwards house was Thomas Ford. He gave me a hug, and um, then he kind of stood around and talked to a few people. He wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't look me in the eyes. But if Ford was avoiding Mrs. Edwards' eyes, he was not avoiding the police. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, He agreed to be interviewed by detectives the next day without a lawyer. It's been been tough. Sure. Sure. Do you have any idea why somebody would have... No. ...wanted to hurt her? No, I have no idea. And the detective questioned Ford about this New Year's party he and Dana both attended just hours before she was killed. Ford said he left the party before midnight and went to sleep shortly after that. You go home, change, and within a few minutes, you're out. Watch a little TV and went to bed. But within a few days, police found evidence that made them doubt Ford's story. This dark and grainy surveillance tape from a camera across the street from Dana Claire's condo complex. What do you think you can tell from that tape? You could at least tell it was a uh, white SUV, uh, the type that Thomas was driving. That white SUV entered and left the complex twice between 11.20 and midnight. Then, a few minutes later, someone is seen walking into the complex. Police thought that figure was Thomas Ford, wearing the same clothes he wore to the party. Do you remember what you were wearing tonight? Jeans, a red uh, shirt, and a tan vest. Investigators asked Ford for those clothes in the weeks after the murder, but he refused to turn them over, and then promptly hired a lawyer. Two weeks into the investigation, the battered remains of Dana Claire's dog, Grit, were found near the Almost Dam, almost two miles from her house. And that dog was Dana's dog. That was her baby. Prosecutor Kathy Cunningham believes that Grit was murdered, and the only person who could have killed him was Thomas Ford. Killing the dog. He did not like that dog because that dog was probably more important to her than he ever would be. But as the murder investigation dragged on for most of 2009, Thomas Ford remained a free man. I wanted him to know I was thinking about him and that he needed to think about me. So she began writing Thomas Ford on February 14, 2009. Valentine's Day. You sent Thomas Ford a Valentine? Mm-hmm. He said, I'm thinking of you. She sent notes for months. One read, Mother's Day, never the same. 
Another one sent from Dana Claire's own email account said, how long were you planning this murder? It's an unusual move, don't you think? I don't know, what does a mother do when she's seen her daughter laying in a pool of blood? Nearly one year after the murder, police finally got their break. DNA that analysts called consistent with Thomas Ford's was found on the towel that covered Dana Claire's face. Police arrested Ford and charged him with murder. From the beginning, I did not doubt that John Thomas Ford was guilty. But when Catherine Babbitt got the case, she and her two colleagues knew proving Ford guilty would be difficult, to put it mildly. Every no. aspect of our case, we had a problem. The biggest problem? Lost evidence, and plenty of it. Investigators lost fingernail clippings taken from Dana Claire. They lost the underwear she was wearing when she was killed. The question has to be to an outsider, how does that happen? I mean, you know, you can understand one mistake, but not this many. It, it, was, it was troubling. Anytime you lose a piece of evidence that should be produced at trial, it's always going to be an issue. And it didn't stop there. Prosecutors were counting on much clearer footage from a second surveillance camera. That was until that footage was also lost. And now they are stuck with this. Couldn't tell you male, female. Couldn't tell you type and make of car. To be honest with you, there were points in the case that we were despairing, <laughs> that we were depressed. Tears, Tears. a lot Seriously? of things. Upset. Yes, oh, absolutely, we because we know we did it. Even though they were facing a bungled investigation and a high-powered defense attorney... Did you say that? I did. object to counsel argument. Prosecutors were ready to go. My biggest fear was that justice might not be done here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It took more than one year to arrest Thomas Ford for killing Dana Claire Edwards and her dog, Grit. Took two more years to get the case to trial. What we know about the rumor mill is that it started almost immediately. When the trial finally began, on the streets of Alamo Heights, neighbors had already reached their verdict. Thomas Ford, the ex-boyfriend. It must be him. You go by Tom or Thomas? Thomas. Thomas, okay. From the day he was interviewed, shortly after the murder, Ford has denied having anything to do with it. 
But his videotaped interview with police is the first thing prosecutors show to the jurors. It's a calculated move on our part to start with that statement. It's like been death. They know they are taking a risk. What made me nervous about that is that he looked like the guy next door, he acted like the guy next door, and he teared up at the appropriate times. Oh, God. But it was part of their strategy. I mean, we needed to start with him a liar, and we built from there. Ford says he was home by midnight. Once you get home from the party, you went straight home. Yeah. But two prosecution witnesses cast doubt on that. Dana Claire's close friend, Melissa Fetterspill, and Alan Tarver, Thomas Ford's lifelong friend. Um, so I've known him, I think it's probably second grade. On New Year's Eve 2008, Melissa and Alan were with Ford at that party where Dana Claire was last seen alive. I'm the one eating. <laughs> they were playing a game called Apples to Apples. It's for ages 6 to 12. <laughs> it's a word association game that involves a lot of what is supposed to be good-natured teasing. The game turned to the word marriage, and Melissa made some jokes at Ford's expense. He had only recently split up with Dana Claire, and Melissa says he got upset. He turned to me and said he didn't think that was funny at all. But defense attorney Dick DeGarren is quick to point out that detail was not in Melissa's account to police just days after the murder. But what you told Detective Carrion about the party was that everything was fine. Wasn't that the perfect opportunity? DeGarren wants jurors to believe Melissa is lying. I'm not trying to leave a false impression of what Excuse I me, felt. Non-responsiveness. Am I being too rough on you? Objective. When the game ended, Ford got up and left before midnight. Remember, he told police he went straight home. Actually, straight to my house. But prosecutors think they can prove that is a lie. Shortly after midnight, the party broke up. Dana Claire went home, and so did Alan and Melissa. But minutes later, Alan and Melissa drove past Ford's house to return a beer cooler he had left behind. We drove by Thomas's house. But they did not see his Chevy Tahoe in the driveway where he usually parked, and they also didn't see it in the church parking lot where Ford would sometimes park. He looks to the right in the parking lot, drives through the parking lot, and there's no Tahoe there. Tarver asked Ford about that after Ford became a suspect. Um, he told me that he couldn't really remember where he parked, he thought he parked in back somewhere. I just thought sort of, well, you know, that's not what I saw. Did you ever talk to him again? I do not believe so. You didn't look all through that parking lot, did you? In this dark corner, late at night, shaded by trees, the Tahoe very well could have been there, couldn't it? After a day and a half. OK, yes. Alan got so confused, I think he questioned himself. And so what started out as a fairly solid witness is now saying, well, maybe I did miss it. It's one thing to attack Alan Tarver, but now DeGarren has to somehow cast doubt on a grieving mother's story. She was lying face down on the floor. You could hear a pin drop when Deborah Edwards described sitting on the floor next to her daughter's body. 
So I pushed the towel back some and just slipped at my baby. DeGaron keeps Mrs. Edwards on the stand for almost two days. When did you start the campaign of harassment? Asking her about every one of those messages she sent to Ford and his family. The tile is so cold. Happy anniversary. Did you send that? Yes, I did. The evil in your soul sustained you. Yes, I did send him that. It's true. 15, 16. He showed me the cards. So I said, yes, I did that. Yes, I was upset. 27, 28. But it was irrelevant. 29, 30. Was it hard to keep your composure, though? I had prayed for grace when I prayed for justice. But the cross-examination is tough. Remember how you ended her life with a photograph of Dana Claire saying, Happy New Year, Dana Claire as a child. You did that. Yes, I did that. As tough as he's been, DeGaron has yet to put on the heart of his case. It is the police investigation and all the mistakes, starting with the first mistake, calling Dana Claire's death accidental. Wasn't it apparent to you that this was something more than just somebody keeling over and dying? At the time, no, sir. And he goes through every single piece of mishandled evidence, the lost fingernail clippings, the lost surveillance tape, the lost underwear, and that towel with Thomas's DNA on it. Police left it at the crime scene for roughly one week. How do you trust evidence that's gathered by these bumbling crime scene people that lose evidence? Investigators did find that DNA on the towel, but DeGaron says it proves nothing because Ford spent plenty of time in that apartment. So he was in the condo, shedding his DNA all over the place just 10 days before she was found. DeGaron is having a field day. And we object to this, Memory, excuse me, sir. not a responsive. Prosecutors are worried. We knew that Dick DeGaron would come in and try to confuse the issue. Krista Melton should know. When she was in law school, one of her professors was Dick DeGaron. I took advanced criminal defense. Did you do well in the class? I got the highest grade in the class when I took it. I mean, was that strange for you to be up against one of your former students? No, it was kind of flattering, uh, frankly. But DeGaron now has to consider... The real defense in this case is alibi. Did he teach her too well? And prosecutors are about to reveal their most damning piece of evidence. They say it's more powerful than the DNA, more important than the surveillance video. They say they can put Thomas Ford at the scene of the murder. We realized, oh my gosh, we know exactly where he's going to be. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. 
Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. No, I want y'all to know that I will do everything to, to help out. Okay. Thomas Ford, who didn't say a word during his trial, was about to learn why suspects get the warning. Anybody else use your phone that night? No, that would have been impossible. Anything you say can and will be used against you in court. Once you get home um, from the party, you went straight home. Yeah. Prosecutors used almost everything he told police against him. I guess straight up. They argue the interrogation locks Ford into a story that is a lie. I was home. I was asleep. I didn't leave the bed until 7 a.m. the next day. They say these surveillance images prove he wasn't sleeping. He was driving his SUV to Dana Claire's house. If you just looked at that tape, not knowing anything, and you saw a white SUV come in, two minutes later, come out, head south. Come back, come in, come out, head north. Your first thought is, what's that guy doing? I mean, are they casing the joint? What's going on here? When you put that with the time he says he left the party, that's when you sort of start to build that timeline. It's a very common vehicle. But Ford's attorney, Dick DeGaron, says, as blurry as these pictures are, nobody can tell anything about that car. You know, you cannot identify this as being Thomas Ford's car. Prosecutors knew they needed more than that surveillance tape to make their case. And they think they found it just before trial in a pile of Ford's cell phone records, which police subpoenaed but never fully analyzed. When we did that, I still have chills thinking about it. Kathy Cunningham realized what she was looking at could change everything. Cell records have the latitude and longitude for the towers the phone is using. Prosecutors used Google Maps to locate the towers and believed they could now say where Ford went and when. They called an AT&T engineer named Ken Dahl. If you tell somebody that you were home all night long and, and you really weren't, then uh, if you took your cell phone with you, we're uh, liable to find that out. Dahl created this map, showing the towers that picked up Ford's cell phone signals throughout the night. We tracked the defendant's activities from 8.30 that evening until 9 a.m. the next morning. Remember, Ford told police he went home from the party, was in bed before midnight, and turned his phone off. But the records seemed to tell a different story. At 11.45, he received a call that went straight to voicemail. 
Prosecutors say the signal should have bounced off this tower that serves Ford's home. But it didn't. According to prosecutors, it bounced off this tower that serves Dana Claire's apartment in Gallery Court. It showed that his phone was, was near her apartment. Correct. That 1145 call is key to this case because minutes before that call, the white SUV entered, then left the condo complex. And then this blurry figure is seen walking in. Prosecutors believe Ford parked nearby and entered the complex to lay in wait. So you now know that the person that is walking into gallery court is John Thomas Ford. One hour later, Dana Claire's car arrives. And then a half hour after that, a text goes to Thomas Ford's phone. Once again, say prosecutors, the signal bounces off the cell tower that serves Dana Claire's condo. That means, they say, Ford's own cell phone records place him near Dana Claire's condo for 90 minutes. How long do you think it took to kill her? I think it took 15 to 20 minutes. Prosecutors say the cell phone records even provide evidence about what happened to Dana Claire's dog, Grit. At 1.32 a.m., Ford's phone is registering with this tower. It serves the area where Grit's body was found, the dam near Dana Claire's condo. What would be the only reason is pinging near the almost dam? That device would have had to have been near the almost dam. Prosecutors believe it was Ford who brought Grit there. But how did he get there? The same camera that showed a figure walking into the condo complex shows no one walking out before that 132 call. Prosecutors have a theory. They say Ford did not walk out the entrance, that he came out of the condo and jumped over this wall carrying Grit's body. Then they think he drove to the dam, disposed of grit, and returned here, jumping back over the wall. And think about how ridiculous that is. Thomas weighed 250 pounds at least when this happened. Even someone in good physical condition would have a tough time getting over that high wall. Maybe he wasn't at the almost dam. Well, his phone sure was. Historical cell phone tower usage is voodoo. It's junk science. Voodoo? Yes. The defense has found experts who insist it is not possible to pinpoint a phone's location based on what tower it used. But DeGuerin has to get Ken Dahl to concede that the cell phone records can be unreliable. You cannot say to a certainty that it was actually in that sector, can you? I think you have a very extremely high degree of accuracy on that. We make multi-billion dollar decisions based on what this tool tells us. Sure. Prosecutors argue jurors can believe Thomas Ford or they can believe the cell phone records, but they cannot believe both. He had an alibi. The cell phone records pierced that alibi. It's been a tough four weeks of trial. DeGuerin's last word to the jury. The state has not proved. The evidence leaves much more than just reasonable doubt. But Catherine Babbitt tells jurors that Ford snapped after being rejected by Dana Claire. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's someone else in here that has some rights. 
and asked them to focus on the lives that were ended that night. And how did he describe her? Full of life. Full of energy, full of life. Full of energy, full of joy. And if that in the picture of that, I don't know what is. And so is this little guy. And how dare he? Lawyers have done what they can do. The jury, it's time for you to begin your deliberations. It's all in the jury's hands now. Buzz when you have a verdict. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. For all sides in any trial, this is the hardest part. Waiting while a jury deliberates. I really felt that they would look at it and make a good decision. But the Edwards family was not waiting alone. They're the only ones who knew it, but in his backpack, Mr. Edwards carried the ashes of Dana Claire and her dog Grit to court throughout the trial. You bring them to court every day with you? Every day. Why did you do that? The quest for justice for my daughter. So we owed this to her, to find justice. And if you have unanswered questions, that's a reasonable... Prosecutors in the Thomas Ford case were worried that Dick DeGaron had swayed some jurors. The FBI can't tell what kind of car... Because all it takes for Dick is to confuse one juror. We have to convince all 12. I was optimistic uh, going into it, uh, and I believe that there were jurors who were on the fence. According to the jurors, DeGaron was right. I just wasn't convinced that he was guilty. Some jurors went into the jury room unconvinced. You were one of the not guilties, and you were one of the not guilties. Just couldn't say that he was uh, guilty beyond reasonable doubt at that point. I needed to sleep on it. The jurors were at an impasse and were dismissed for the night. 
When they came back the next morning, they sent out a note asking to review the cell phone evidence. Is that a good thing for you or a bad thing? Really? Our first thought was they're right where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Now just stay there, is <laughs> what we said to each yeah. other. Shortly after that request, the jurors took a vote. After eight hours of deliberating, it wasn't easy, but they had a verdict. Is it a unanimous verdict? Yes, ma'am, it is. Mr. Ford, would you please stand? We, the jury, find the defendant, John Thomas Ford, guilty of murder as charged in the indictment. Ford is convicted. It's what Dana Clare's family and the prosecutors have spent more than three years fighting for. And now that uh, gave each one of the prosecutors a kiss. Thank you so much. And I meant He said, thank you for giving me back my life. And so when you talk about um, you know, doing, doing this kind of job, that's really what it boils down to, is you're giving that family back, hopefully, some peace and some peace of mind. But it wasn't completely over. Later that day, the jury had to recommend Thomas Ford's sentence. Think about the pressure she felt around her neck as the ligature began to tighten. Prosecutor Kirsten Melton reminds the jurors of why they just convicted Ford. Honor your verdict. Stand for what is right. I understand that you all have reached a verdict. Jury didn't take long to decide on a sentence. We assess his punishment at confinement for a term of 40 years, and we assess no fines. 40 years. If he lives long enough, Ford could be in his 80s by the time he gets out. The outcome of this trial was an especially sweet victory for the three prosecutors who took a case that had so many problems, at times they weren't sure it would even get to court. When you are fighting for what you know to be right, that when God brings justice through that jury, it breaks your heart with gratitude and thankfulness for seeing the truth prevail. It's been more than three years since Dana Claire was murdered. For the Edwards, time and justice have helped ease their pain. I guess what was a little bit of amazing was I could feel all my daughter's good memories come back to me without Thomas and all of that. I felt like I had her back. It's hard to remember Dana Claire without remembering grit. And following their deaths, Dana Claire's brother DJ found a way to memorialize them both. I didn't want it to be down. I didn't want it to be depressing. And then he said, you said puppies. Puppies? Puppies. You said puppies. Puppies from the local animal shelter were available for adoption at Dana Claire's memorial. There were all these sweet little homeless, helpless pets. She would have loved it. Almost 500 people walked past these puppies. 
Everybody's playing, handing them off. And every one of them had been adopted. That was important to give them what Dana would have wanted to give them. Love and life and homes. Just what Dana Claire had done years earlier when she found grit. I know that she was happy when she was looking down on us and seeing those sweet little animals being offered a, a second chance. It was very special, it was so Dana. Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladaris. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at ParamountShop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at ParamountShop.com.